Hey everybody, what's going on? This is uh, Greg Fowler. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. Um, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial. Essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and feature type today, Rich Dillman. Rich, how are you, sir? Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the Thank show. Thank you for having me. It's an this honor. Is cool. You know, I, the, the legend is here, everybody. So, <laughs> really excited just to dive in to really get to know you deeper. You as a man, you as a professional. So, it's all right. Let's just jump in. Okay. Uh, so, tell right. everybody a little bit about yourself. So, I am uh, from New York. I was born in a town, West Bible, New York, South Shore, Long Island. Um, lived there. Lived in the same house till I was about 21 years old. Wow. Pretty stable childhood. Uh, normal, you know, me and my sister, my dad worked for the railroad. Pretty normal, simple deal. Sure. Um, didn't really have a lot of direction as a young guy. So my dad passed away in high school and I kind of wound up just lost direction, lost focus, and oh, wow. kind of just kind of blew it for a few years, I guess we'll put it. So uh, I right. went to college for a year. Washed out of that, and uh, I was fortunate to have a mother who didn't put up with a whole lot of, I guess, laziness is the term I use. Okay. So, which is so good. leave school. Yeah. Mom's like, go back. Now I don't feel like I go to school. So mom walks in and goes, all right, cool. I need fifty bucks a week in rent, and full time job by next week or get out of my house because I'm not enabling you to be a bum. Wow. And I'm still grateful to her for that because uh, that was the beginning of really the rest of my life was. You got to work, you got to earn it, you got to want it, and nobody's going to take care of you, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. So, did that, um, went, worked on a beer truck for a year. Okay. Because I purposely took a job that I knew I wouldn't want to do for the rest of my life because I knew I was going to wake up, if that makes any sense. Smart man here, everybody. uh, Self awareness. Yeah. And, um, so then I tried real estate for a couple of years okay. and oh. a disaster. If you're a realtor, God bless you. I sucked at it. <laughs> I failed miserably in real estate. Um, tried it for a couple of years. And then I had a friend of mine whose brother owned a seafood business in Manhattan. Okay. And I used to work part time for him a couple nights a week to make ends meet. And Bobby come to me one day and said, I want you to work full time. Hmm. No, I'm a realtor. And he's like, you're not a realtor. If you were a realtor, you would support yourself selling real estate and you wouldn't need to work for me part time. So obviously you suck. <laughs> Why don't you try and make a living? And that was at the point. It's like, all right, I gotta start making some money. I gotta, wow. you know, I need grown up jobs. Yeah. So I wound up doing that for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Worked for my friend Bobby for a few years. Worked. Um, I had my own business for a few years. Wow. That was quite the experience. Okay. And then, uh, so 14 years total. Last five years, I worked for a guy who uh, I left working for this guy when he was 83 years old, and he was still working 75 to 90 hours a week. Unreal. And so. Rich. I have often looked back in life and kicked myself in the ass for not finishing college, but I look back now, and, and the 14 years I spent in the seafood business, I learned a lot. This man I worked for took a tiny little fish store and turned it into a $200 million company wow. with no education, just grinded, just all effort, mm-hmm. and, and just, he was one of the smartest guys I ever met, mm-hmm. and he taught me a lot about, you know, which along the way I've had a lot of people in life who, who helped me just remind me of the fact that you can do whatever you want if you want it. Hmm. You just got to want it. So uh, got out of New York the end of 2002. I moved out here to marry my wife. Okay. And uh, I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew I wanted to just kind of fresh start. Right. So my wife and I dated in high school. Okay. And then we stayed friends through the years. Both wound up divorced and 
hmm. on a whim just came out. She said, come on out and hadn't seen you in 12 years. Come on out. And it took me about two days to realize this is who I wanted to be with the rest of my life. So uh, just took a leap and just said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I'm going to be happy and the rest of it will figure out. So okay. December 28, 2002, I landed Colorado and uh, smartest decision I've ever made. Living the dream ever since. It's been cool. Love it. I mean, and there, there's tons of backstory. I mean, I feel like we have to do two or three episodes with this man <laughs> yeah. to get this all in. Life's a movie. Yeah, yeah, which I love that. So when you, when you came to Colorado, I guess the, the next segment into it is, what got you into this business? Because you, you're you're a legend in your own right. You, you really know your craft. Your reputation precedes itself. So, yeah. what what was it? What got you into the business, and what was your progression in in this? So, as I said, I had no idea what I was going to do. My friends, my family, all thought I was nuts. And they're like, "What are you doing, dude? You, you don't know what you're going to do. You're going to go out, and I have two stepchildren. Hmm. You're going to go marry this girl, have kids, and you already have two kids when you get there, and you're going to like, you know, I don't know, but you know what, I." I I, I don't have a whole lot of money, and I've been worried about money for 14 years, and worried about making money, and all of a sudden, no money. So maybe I've been looking at this the wrong way. Hmm. Maybe I need to focus on happy, and the rest of it will figure itself out. <clears throat> so that's what I did. I just said, okay, we're going to start. So we get out. Tammy decided that I, I would make a great cop. She tells me to take the sheriff's uh, exam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, sure, why not? That sounds cool. Yeah. So I take the sheriff's exam. I made it all the way to the interview, and then realized I have no background in law enforcement. So that didn't go well. Like I, I got into the interview and realized, like you're an idiot. You, how are you going to impress <laughs> somebody and get hired to be in law enforcement? Well, you don't know squat about law enforcement. Wow. And then I tried. I was that tweener guy they speak about. Like I, I tried to get management jobs, and I didn't know this corporate America. You got to have a degree. Mm. So that's when I realized now finishing college was kind of a dumb move in life, which I passed along to my children. It's not the degree. It's employers are focused on the fact that you had the discipline to finish the degree. Mm. I didn't have that. So I would, and I, I've owned or managed businesses my whole life. What do you mean I can't? I can run your little store. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't get the shot. So then I'm like, all right, I'll go get a truck driving job. Mm-hmm. Nope. I actually had two jobs that I was second interview, and they said, well, the problem here is that you've owned or managed businesses your whole life. So why do you want a truck driving job? I'm like, well, I drove trucks all day long in the seafood business, oh, so real. I can nail a truck. Nope. You're going to move on to something better. I'm going to waste my time training you. And I'm like, ah. Wow. So my wife was a loan processor for a lady, Morgan Acosta, one of the coolest okay. people I've ever been lucky to know. Hmm. So when I first got out here, I said, you know, maybe I'll try this loan thing. And she's like, nope, I don't want you doing that. It's all commission. And it's too scary, the up and down with the money, and you're wow. not doing that. Okay. I'm like, okay. So then Morgan's like, hey, let me teach you loans. So then she said, no, 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 no. So after about a month, I said, well, we better figure something out. I actually took a job driving a school bus, which was a really here. cool job. I had yeah. a great time hanging out with kids. It was fun. But yeah. you're not going to support a family driving a school bus. So right. I'm like, we need, we need a future option. Sure. But I said, well, that'll get me a CDL license. So at least I can fall back on that down the road. Okay. And then uh, I had this guy my wife processed for who had met me in the office. And he interviews me hmm. to go do loans. So I'm like, yeah, I'll watch with you. And, and he's talking to me about, you know, the first loan, I give you 10%, and the next loan, I give you 15 and So my wife afterwards said, how did it go? And I said, you know, I don't know anything about loans, but I can smell when someone's going to take advantage of me. So okay. I'm only, did that. But I said, you know, there's something intriguing about this. Mm-hmm. So she ran it by Morgan, and Morgan said, you know what? I will teach him how to do loans, and he can work here, but you two can't fight in the office, which if you know me and Tammy, two New Yorkers, <laughs> Sure, we will you fight. What are you doing? That's a match made in heaven. Yeah, right there. so, so we, we stuck to it most of the time. Um, 
but it was a great, it was a big moment in my life. I sat down with Morgan and I said, so what does this look like? Give me kind of an overview on what this looks like. Because if I'm going to dive into this, I, I, I don't want to suck at it and I don't want to waste time and I can't afford to not make any money. And, and I stick to this every day. She said, this is the simplest business in the world. She said, real estate in general, no matter what side of the business you're in, unless you're an attorney or a doctor or a CPA, or you have an education that you've built something, there's no better way to make a living and support your family. Wow. And she said, it's, it's one thing you remember. You help everybody you meet, and you do the right thing. You work hard, you tell the truth, but it starts with help everybody you meet, and you'll make as much money as you want to make. And I'm like, well, that sounds cool. Mm -hmm. So I make money, and I can help people, and cool. All right. And um, so we dove in. She said, it's kind of an on-the-job thing. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, school you go to. Back then, there wasn't. Today, sure. you get a license. So I just started. I was driving the bus. I'd get up in the morning. I'd go to the bus. Then I'd go to the office, make some phone calls. Then I'd go back to the bus in the afternoon. Then I'd go back to Morgan's office, make some phone calls. Mm -hmm. And I can remember teaching, learning this, and I still teach this. The one thing I believe in this is one of the things I believe in this business. Mm -hmm. Don't pretend you know something. Mm -hmm. Don't don't BS people. Because even if you fool them, you're, you're still going to know that you're... Yeah. So I can remember, I would tell people, hang on one second, let me look that up. And I go sprint down the whole Morgan's office. <laughs> I need to, And she'd answer my question. I go sprint back. Oh, wow. And I pick up the phone. No, yes, sir. And, uh, but I always made sure I wasn't faking it to the point that I hurt anybody. Sure. And uh, so we started doing well with that. And then that summer, 2003... You need to go full-time. My wife's still mm -hmm. terrified. She said, you know, I like this steady paycheck, paying the bill, paying mm -hmm. the rent, and but you're making some money. I like that. Sure. And, and Morgan sat it down. She said, you, you got to let him support his family, and he's going to do great. Wow. And then it shifted to, but I'm afraid he's going to work all the time. I don't want you to be workaholic like you were in New York. All right. No, honey, I'm not. No, I'm not, not going to work me. all the time. What, what do you mean? No. <laughs> My wife and I have made peace with the fact that, you know, I... I need a 12-step program. I like working. Sure. So it's okay. <laughs> I am rich and a workaholic. There are worse um, addictions out there. Exactly. You know. so, uh, so that was it. I just took off. I spent two and a half years working for Morgan. I still think of her often. I call her once in a while, and I still thank her for what she did because she changed my life. Wow. And then uh, my wife and I started our own thing. We had our own broker shop for a few years. I was originating. She was processing, a little mom-pop thing. It was awesome. We started out working from home. We learned that I am horrible at working from home. Okay. I am the most easily distracted human being on the planet. Wow. So me being at home with kids and dog, no, no, no. Yeah. So I went and got an office. Ed Leba and I actually had an office together in Fountain for a while. Oh, Ed. Hey, and, shout out to yeah, Ed. Hi, Ed. Fellow Hi Casey. Yeah. Hi, Keller Williams. <laughs> and uh, so I worked, worked in there, and then I worked out of his office at Enterprise Plaza for a couple of years, and I met most of... I am very proud to say this. I still work with people that I worked with 14 years ago. Mm. So Chris Freeman, we spoke about a little while ago. Hi, Chris. Uh, hey, Chris. Um, 14 years with that guy, and wow. and like we have, it's it's one of the evolutions of my career. Is the coolest thing about this is not only get to you you get to help buyers, mm -hmm. you get to teach people some financial literacy. You get to help people who had no idea how to spell mortgage, how to manage your credit, how to manage your money. You get to really help people change their lives. Mm -hmm. And then along the way, I've, I've like I've Chris Freeman and I've grown up together, mm. and it's kind of you watch the success that guy's achieved, and it's tremendous. It's yeah, awesome. It's and if whoever I'm leaving out, I'm sorry. I don't want to take this guy's whole day. <laughs> no, no, you're, but there's a bunch of good, people like that. You're that mentioning been, a lot of beautiful titans. Yeah, I've been on there, like so. just so blessed to be part of their lives and watch them grow. And now along the way, I've come across agents who were struggling. I'm like, hey, mm. let me let me help you grow this thing. Let me help you achieve the financial security that I've been lucky to have. And. Sure. It's been awesome, and uh, so we had our own business for a few years. 
the crash came. Mm -hmm. Learned the lesson of, you know, you can't expect everything to stay the way it is forever. Wow. So that was a big learning experience for me. Um, got to, ended up working, a friend of mine owned Apple Mortgage, Ed okay. Cook, who yeah. is one of the, to me, one of the legends of, of brokering in this industry. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, four and a half years with him, he was tremendous with me. And then I got the opportunity to come to Caliber in 2012. Mm -hmm. One of the best business decisions I've ever made. I made a lot of bad ones, but sure. I, this is one of the ones I point to. Smart move. And... Uh, been growing with this company, the company's year old when I got here, and they're one of the largest lenders in the country now, and wow. I'm proud to say I've been part of that. And the company's been amazing that they've actually involved us in the progression. Okay. Like, hey, what do you think of these VA guidelines? Help us have common sense and help people without hurting the store, and you know, they want you to be part of everything. And then three years ago, they gave me the keys to the store, and I became branch manager, and uh, here we are. Unreal. So I mean, there, there's there's tons in there. So that that really is getting to know this man, and I think, but that's so important for people to really understand. You were not an overnight success. No, this is God years no. and years and years of God depression no. into your life. I'm still um, living, and, and that's so beautiful about yeah. it, right? And, and I think to anybody out there, I, I love that you mentioned the real estate side and getting involved. That's not for everybody. I mean, what you do is not for everybody. No, right? I mean, there's different facets, but you have to figure balance and life and what your goals are and your family and go through. I think this is a a beautiful segue into really what your why is, Rich. I mean, at the end of the day, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What gets you excited and motivated to do what you do? Got to get the kids up and get them to school is what gets me out of bed. <laughs> that's, that's, um, right. that's right. Here's I don't know. I don't have a specific single why. Okay. I got a lot of whys. I hear that question a lot. What's your why? Sure. Like, if you only have one thing that drives you, good for you. If you one thing more. drives yeah. you, but yeah. I got a hundred of them. You okay. know, I have... I've got you know dreams that aren't paid for yet. I got goals. I got a family I'm responsible for. I got people I want to help. I've got so so work wise. You know one of the things that I've learned along the way in life. It's like you know there's no finish line. Mm. And so you know why do I want to close a lot of loans? Because I'm a competitive person. And sure. now you know I, I love helping people. It's mm -hmm. cool. I want to help as many people as I can. Um, yeah, I also. We talked about this before we started. Anybody that says they have no ego and they don't want to be recognized for their success, right. you're getting lion eyes. Like that's Come on, crap. don't even go there. Yes. Come on. So yeah, I like I get a kick out of looking at the I look at my company rankings once a week and sure. where do I fit in? Like crap, I'm only fiftieth and <laughs> only ah, you know. I'm only 39th. I'm only but so yeah, I get a kick out of the competitive nature of this industry. Mm -hmm. But what's great about this industry, I know people at other companies, it's like, you know. I have one guy in my office, Phil Wankoop, who every, I'm going to beat you this month. And I'm like, cool, wow, beat me, right. go ahead, kick my ass, I dare you. Yeah. And, and he does, uh, you know, once, and I'm like, cool, so once in a while you beat me, but calm down, people, we used to yeah. But we, it, it's fun, it's competitive and fun, but if Phil has, Phil needs help, if I need help, there's no egos in this thing, and that's what I love about this business. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of, like, realtors, like you mentioned, there's different skill sets. Mm -hmm. You guys in title, sure. you know, those closers, God bless them, to, to bang all those figures out that fast. Uh, go, and everybody, I first, would never want to do the it. first person you blame is, is the lender, and the second person you blame is title. Right. So it's all our fault. It's all our problem. <laughs> That's the fun part of it. But it's also, if we can respect that we're a team and it's a partnership, and, Correct. you know, I know what, what, you know, Chris is up against with the buyer, and if I can help Chris overcome some of his issues, and he helps me overcome some of my issues, and we all back each other up. And, right. It's the coolest thing in the world when everybody's on the same page and you go to those closings and it's a love fest and everybody's yeah, cool. Yeah, but it should that's be a fun. happy time and yeah. a great time all the way through whatever scenario. And that's, again, guiding the consumer exactly. through the process. This is a tricky yeah. time. And 
um, we all need to work together. Exactly. I mean, we're all in that same boat yep. is to really provide the best product and service for everybody that's yep. out there. So my why, you know, work-wise, we're all here to support our families. Again, anybody that says they don't like the money, get, okay, sure, go join the Red Cross. <laughs> go be a missionary. It's not a charity. You know, I'm not a missionary. I'm going to confess that. Sure, but sure. I love the fact that I can make a good living and help people. It's great. Right. So, you know, why do I want to keep growing the mortgage business? Because I want to see what I can do. I want to look love back it. and say I did that someday. And then now, you know, managing, it's progressed into now. I want to look back and say, hey, Phil, kicked my ass for 12 straight months last year one of these days and helped them do that and wow. I want to grow the business I want to reward caliber for the faith they've had in me I want to you know I want to provide for my family well I've got probably hopefully four educations I'm be paying for over the next eight years so I got to make money and pay for that I want to see my kids be able to chase their dreams now and they cost money and I want to support them and I want to take care of my wife well I want to be able to retire a young enough age that I can enjoy it and I want to have a couple toys and I want to sure. have a cool RV one of these days so, you know, there's financial-wise I have, there's, there's spiritual-wise I have, right. there's, there's, just a, there's just a million whys I have, I guess. I, I don't know there's one why, but... Well, to, to me, just, and, and well, I think what everybody else, hopefully you're picking this up as well, is that that's really a huge driving force into your life. Yeah. All those whys that you had mentioned, and there's a whole list that you probably yeah. didn't, is really driving you to the levels that you've hit and yeah. continue to hit. And that's, exactly. I think, what's really important. It's, yeah. it's, it's bigger than ourselves. In yeah, my main why is to be able to go home every night and know you did the best you could today. Yeah. And, and you know, to, to go say, okay, how do I get better tomorrow? Wake up tomorrow and go, all right, how am I gonna get better today? Love and that. you just, just wanna be proud of your life and you wanna be, you want the people who love you to be proud of you and you wanna be able to help other people get where they wanna be. And so it's, it's, I got the greatest life in the world. <laughs> I think that's great. And there was so much, so much nuggets of advice in there already. So hopefully everybody's paying attention to this. We're going to get into this section and I absolutely love this question. And it's actually a crowd pleaser, uh, whether they're seasoned professionals or newer ones that are getting into the business. You know, if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what does that look like for you? What advice would you give the other professionals that are out there to grow? Um, so you and I spoke about this before. I think one of the things, is I always say self-awareness is, is like the biggest thing you need in life. Okay. And this business just magnifies that. you got to be honest with yourself about what you need to improve on and what you, you know, what do you suck at? Right. Gary V, what do you suck <laughs> at? And, and are you going to get better at that? Are you going to pay somebody else to be good at it? Sure. But uh, I would say, looking back, like lessons I've learned... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so the crash was a big moment, milestone in my life. Sure. I realized, you know, I was a six, seven loan a month guy back then, and sure. we lived well, and it was cool. And, and I realized, like, all right, well, holy cow, you know, like, who, my cheese moved. Right. And I was like, all right, your cheese moved. So you learn from that. What do you mm -hmm. do? You need to be better at what you do. You need to kind of do a little more than you think you need to do. Oh, you know, wow. and I train loan officers that now. Like, if you say, well, three loans a month, and I'm happy, I'm paying my bills, cool, then, you, then go do six. Let, you need to set up and wake up every day if you're a loan officer. Even I tell this to agents. Agents go, if I can just close one or two a month, that's great. I'm, I'm making more than I was making at my old job. Well, and I say this, hmm. if you're self-employed, your boss better be cracking that whip. You're the boss. Crack the whip. Make yourself hustle because, you know, you get in that groove of doing a couple loans a month, a couple closings a month as a realtor or three or four a month as a lender, and then all of a sudden there's a tsunami and you know, like in our business, the refis ended when the rates went up. Well, there's yeah. no refis. So that guy that was doing a half dozen loans a month for him refis, all of a sudden he's like, oh no, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool, you gotta get them to call these realtors, but they're already working with the guy who, who was helping them 
the realtors grow their business four years ago. Correct. So I learned from that saying, you know what, I can't settle. I can't afford to be, because I tried, I've always struggled with the balance and the okay. workaholism. Okay, yeah. So there was a few years here where my, my twins were babies and my stepson was, was just four years older than my twins. And okay. so I was like, all right, you know what, I, I'm really good doing my six, seven loans a month. We've got a good life. I get home with the kids, I get up this, get up that. And then all of a sudden it was like somebody pulled a rug out from under me. Wow, Rich. And I was like, well, so next time around, you, you better kick ass. You better not fall back there. You gotta think ahead. You can't stop. You can't settle. Um, it's okay to be satisfied if you fall short of your goals, but it's just not okay to have goals that keep you right here. That's for people that are on a salary. That's that. for people that have, you know, if you're a teacher, you know what you're gonna make, you manage your life around it, but mm -hmm. you can't manage your life around settling for less mm -hmm. if you're commission-based. So. The crash was enormous for me. Yeah, um, getting advice. out of brokering was huge for me when it came to Caliber. Okay. Caliber helped me. Lynn Wright, my boss. Lynn, if you're out there, I love you, man. He sat me down and said, you know, you're here. Mm -hmm. The only difference between you here and, and you here is you. And opening your eyes to what you're capable of being. My wife is, oh, wow. God bless my wife. She has always kicked me in the ass. Mm -hmm. Said, no, you're capable of more than that. Stop, stop telling yourself you can't. And uh, so, so Caliber opened my mind to the fact that you can, you, there's help. You don't okay. have to do everything by yourself. You don't have to do it all yourself. You, you could have a team. You can, you know, you don't, you don't do everything. So I suck sure. at delegating. I suck at letting go of control. And so that was the step. And then taking this branch over a few years ago was massive. Okay. Lynn sat me down. It was, this thing just fell in my lap. Mm -hmm. and, and my boss, we're talking about it. And he's like, so are you ready for this? And I said, Ready for what? So well, you're the manager right. now. I'm like, no, no, no. Not me. No. Not me, man. No. Yeah. I ain't, no, I'm not manager, dude. He goes, you are, you are such a manager. He said, and this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Because hmm. now, he said, you know that temper of yours? You get pissed off all the time. It's all your fault. It's all your problem. And you have the power to solve everything and make it better. Such so now, words. that time you waste getting in, I was that guy who would... Hmm. Gripe about the underwriter, gripe mm -hmm. about the processor, gripe about the re gripe about me. And Lynn sits me down and he says, So it's all yours now. Go do it. And there you go. <laughs> and he has been so freaking supportive and, and just allowed me to grow into this. But I realized, like, I am as happy as I've ever been. It's been awesome. Because now there's a problem. Someone else has a problem. And I'm the guy telling everybody else, Calm down now. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, chill. Relax. Just take a breath, man. Like, we got this. It's we'll okay. It out. It's all going to be fine. And now I'm like, hey, you know what? Future reference. How do we make sure this doesn't happen again? How do we get better? And, mm -hmm. and now, you know, the, the realtors, well, what happened? I'm like, well, what happened is we should have done better than this. We should have done something else. Advice, guys, if you're starting out in this business or any other business, mm -hmm. raise your hand and say, hey, I screwed this up. This is what I'm doing about it. And here's how I'm going to fix it. And sorry, but can't go back. Love it. I have seen so many people that are trying to finger point, and I've been that guy at times too, where you're trying to finger point, you're trying to, like, well, the other process is screwed up. So I learned to look out on that and go, so, so your loan processor screwed up my client's loan and you want me to use you again. Hmm. People don't see that. Wow. Just, just go, hey, you know what? Team failure, my fault. Sure. So I'm fixing it. Yeah. We're going to get better next time and fix it. Hmm. And, and don't try to prevent them. Try to, you know, I say the difference between a problem and a crisis is when you find a problem. Wow. Try to find the problems up front. I'm really thorough. I'm actually annoying sometimes with the agents. Like, you know what, you gotta give me another day, I gotta get a verification yeah. of employment, I, I need to see that pay stub because I'm not sure they really were clear mm -hmm. about what they, don't screw it up, but you know what, don't worry about being right, get it right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, that's one of the things I carry with me every day, so. Wow. 
there have been a lot of progressions in my career, my life, that you just, just again, keep wanting to get better. When you get hit and you get smacked in the face with a two-by-four, get up, <laughs> put the ice in the bruise, and then go move on. And how do we get better? What are we going to do tomorrow? I, I love that. And there, there are so many nuggets of information into that. And, and I love that it's a reflection on exactly what you've dealt with. You, you've walked the talk. You've gone through it. Um, everybody really, truly listened to what this man has said. And hopefully you can pick or choose a few things that you can apply to your life and your business and just go with it. Keep growing. Keep pushing forward and moving. Um, that was amazing advice, by the way. So that was really good. Hopefully everybody appreciated that. So let's go into the tricky part of this particular series and interview. It's the challenge question. Mm -hmm. uh, no one's exempt. Everybody has challenges in their life, uh -huh. whether it's in the past, now, or in the future. Really, it matters what ha not so much what happens, but how we respond. So yeah. if you're comfortable sharing a challenge that you dealt with, that you overcame, What's that look like? A lot of them. Um, again, I here's another episode, episode story, <laughs> folks. Uh, so I could, you know, moving out here was a challenge. Okay. Because I, it was the scariest thing I've ever done. But because right. I was like, holy crap, I got, I got this. Everybody's like, what are you gonna do? You know, what are you gonna do for a living? I got this. I got this. I got yeah. this. And I remember getting on the plane, going, holy crap, I'm, I'm gonna have children. I got a family. I don't know what to do for a living. Well, you know what you're going to do? You're going to do the best you can. You're going to bust your ass. You're going to love this woman. She's going to love you back, and it's all going to be good. Um, so that was probably one of the scariest moments of my life because oh, everything yeah. to that point, yeah, I get kicked out of college, but I had, you know, I grew up in the same town. So, hey, I get your job in the beer truck, no problem. Hey, my brother gets you in the fish market, no problem. The fish, the, where I worked was a small world, so right. if, if, you know, my business wasn't going well, I'd friend go, hey, dude, let me hire you. Sure. You know, I'll pay you X. So I could just get a job in 10 minutes, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it hit me like, ooh, what are you going to do now? Mm -hmm. Glad I had the courage to do that right. because it was awesome. Um, the crash, scary, scary, because okay. I had a lot of ups and downs in life. I owned various businesses. Right. You know, I'd be on top of the world. Business wouldn't work. I'd shut it down, go start something else. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden the crash comes and everything goes south on me. Wow. And I got babies now. And so that was scary, but same thing. It was like... Okay, well, those babies don't know that these problems exist right now. Mm -hmm. That woman is counting on you to get your act together. Step up. Just step right. up. So that was huge. Um, so challenge-wise, I think the crash was probably the, yeah. there was like a profound moment in my life okay. that forced me to realize, like, all right, this is not something, you know, people hear me all the time, like, well, how cool is that? That's kind of how I felt about the mortgage business for a while. Like, mm -hmm. well, I make good money, and I'm raising my kids, and hey, I'm a mortgage company. How cool is that? Yeah. Well, it's not just cool schmuck. You gotta kick ass at this. And so <laughs> There's a little was, bit more to it. It right? was big boy school, yeah. and it's not that I wasn't. You know, I was good at loans, and I worked hard on loans, and I did a great job. But I never took the responsibility of of success, hmm. the responsibility of working to be successful. I never really took that seriously. So the crash was profound for me. And then, like I said, coming to Caliber was like, all right. My boss used to, a couple times like, all right, hey, buddy. You want to be in a big-time company, and you want to have a big-time business there we go. with responsibility. With opportunity comes responsibility. So, like, all right, we got to grow up a little bit, and we got to calm down. we got to curse a little less, and we <laughs> yell a little less. And, and then the managing thing, like I said, that was really kind of the latest step in my progressive because wow. all of a sudden, everybody is watching everything you do, and everything you do rubs off. Sure. And my, my wife put a good analogy with me. You're like the sun. You walk in the room. Everybody's noticing what you say. So now all of a sudden it's like, all right, if I'm in a bad mood, people watch that. If oh, yeah. I'm griping about an underwriter, then people are watching that. Sure. So that was kind of the like, all right, enough now. You know, right. you can't just be temper tantrum baby boy. Mm -hmm. You gotta just chill out and calm down. And, 
And I've always been a positive person in, yeah. in, in terms of believing that I can do anything. Mm -hmm. But I've I've always kind of had a negative approach to it, if that may. Yeah. So I'm, you know, like, you know, like, ah, F that, or F that. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, you can't do that anymore. And that's when I started a few years ago, really spent a lot of time and energy on, on I guess, growth, you call it. I started mm -hmm. reading a lot. I've always read a lot. I liked reading, but I also was like, all right, we're not going to read for pleasure anymore. We're going to start reading for, for learning and growth. And, right. and, you know, like I, I took on coaching a while back, and mm -hmm. now I have a coach going, hey, so how come you haven't done that? Why? Mm -hmm. And it forced you to look at why and it forced you to overcome what you're afraid of or what you were intimidated by. Sure. Or, um, so to short story long, sure. I, I don't really have a, I never have a one moment in life that a, a light went off. Right. It's just a series of lights. It's a series of moments, you know. Well, and I think you put it beautifully, though, when you're breaking it down. Everybody's life has different patterns and paths, yeah. different chapters. And you're, you're smart enough and humble enough to learn from those experiences and become a better man. You're evolving. Yeah. And I think that that's a healthy thing to look at. And, and we, all, we all need to do it, yeah. right? And some people don't. Um, but I think that's really what takes you to another level is those hardships or those struggles, those tough times. They really make us who we are. They show character and longevity. Um, Thanks for sharing all that stuff because it's not easy to air your stuff out in front of everybody, but there's lots of takeaways from that. And I think that anybody out there who's watching or listening to this you know, particular series, hopefully it's really resonating that we all have challenges and we mm -hmm. all go through struggles, but just keep moving. Yeah, keep what are you going to do? Forward, what right? are you going to do? You want to feel sorry for yourself? You want to quit? Hmm. Or do you want to just get up and, and have at it? Because <laughs> you know, if you're in a good place, like I have this coolest job in the world. We're not the only good mortgage company in the industry, but sure. I really do believe I work for one of the great ones. And the part about it is there's no egos. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we do this in the office and, and that goes all the way up to the top of this. There's always somebody, and I know a lot of realtors I work with, I tell them the same thing. Call so-and-so and ask them. Mm -hmm. Call so-and-so and ask them. And there's a few people in this business and I'll, you know, talk to a guy in this office that has a problem. I'm like, you know, it'd be perfect for that. And I'll name somebody. Mm -hmm. Go call that guy, and, and they'll answer the phone if you work in another branch. Right. You work in another, you know, I talk to other lenders. Like, hey, what are you, there's a couple guys we talk to once in a while. Hey, you know, I just had this, and I just had that. There is always somebody that will help you if you want help. Hmm. There is always somebody, there are a lot more people that will help you get up when you fall down than there are people who feel sorry for you if you want to lay there and cry about it. Wow. And, and so hmm. you, you, you can do anything you want to. It's just, it's kind of simple. You heard it right here. It's not here. easy, but it's simple. I say it all the time. Life yeah. is simple. It's just not easy. But it, but it's so such a true reality. And again, I think it's a mindset and a perception. Yeah. You can look at it negative or positive. And obviously, you're choosing to look at it in a positive light. And hopefully, everybody else is looking at it that way in their life. So let's move on to a softer tone and subject. So we're through that. Let's go into actually one of my favorite questions. This is the travel back in time question. Mm -hmm. So if you could travel back in time, Rich, and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, what would you say to your younger self? Any stage of life. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. Okay. Um, calm down and cheer up. I was, uh, I always say I moved 100 miles an hour in circles for a lot of years. Mm. You know, I was like, all right, I have a seafood business. Call me, uh, yeah. Well, you know, if, if I don't look back, if I don't, you know, work for somebody else for a year or two and focused on preparing myself for that, mm. I might have been a lot more successful with my seafood business. Wow. Um, I guess, yeah, calm down. That's the, okay. it's always been the hardest piece. As you can tell, I'm a little high strung. No, I, I, I love it. I mean, and, the uh, hopefully everybody's feeling this energy <laughs> coming through here. And, this you know, along the way, I've had a lot of regret in life that, you know, I, I was just, I was, I was, and I learned like, all right, well, you know what? That temper you had, 
is is a it's it's a result of the passion. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have the passion. Passion's Agreed. good. I've tried to kill off the you know high strung guy in me, mm-hmm. and I realized that okay, you're this dull boring guy. I don't want to get off the couch. So that's not gonna work. This sucks. <laughs> who so, wants to hang out with that yeah, guy? Really? Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Who wants to be boring? Yeah. Um, so that if I could go back in time, I would have calmed down and I would have realized okay. like I don't. You know, I mentioned college a few times. I could have. You know, I got into the seafood business. Mm-hmm. I worked nights. I yeah. had my days free. Sure. You could have taken a couple classes. And I look back. And back then, it was like, well, I don't. I can't go to school full time. So I'm just, ah, forget it. I'll just. Yeah. Hey, dude, calm down. Take up classes. Learn something. Why not? Mm-hmm. I might have been able to. I might have. I might have. Interesting. I do a lot of, you know, I, I kind of I call it reflection, not regret. Okay. I look back a lot and go, okay, where did I go wrong? Especially with kids. I'm raising my children, and I'll say, hey, guys, I did this. And it didn't go so well. So you may want to think twice about doing it the way I did it. But, hey, it's your life. Enjoy your pain. Right. You know, if you want to screw it up like I did, go ahead and enjoy your pain. But wow. I can tell you, it sucks. Mm. So, but if that's what you want, knock yourselves out. Sure. So if I, I look back and go, all right, and I regret nothing because here I am and my life is amazing. Mm. So everything I did led to who I am and all that. But if I could have just taken a breath and calmed down a little bit, my wife has pointed out to me, like, mm. are we going to, a few years ago, she, she sat down and said, okay. so what are the chances you might start trying to enjoy this a little more? She's oh, like, you're always like, wow. well, I didn't close enough loans, and I'm not doing this enough, and I didn't do that enough. And, mm-hmm. You know, I coached lacrosse. We'd lose a game, and I'd go home and be walking around outside on the phone with my buddy in New York, like, God, we, I, I, I <laughs> suck as a coach. <laughs> they're, they're 11 years old, Chief. Just calm down. You lost a uh, game. Well. And uh, God, that's just my nature. I just, yeah. I, how, why did I fail? I got to get back. Yeah. And she's like, you know, it's okay. And I've just learned along the way, like, you can enjoy this. Enjoy mm-hmm. your failures. Enjoy your misses. Enjoy and uh, just let them enjoy it. Not that I was never happy, but sure. just calm down and breathe, man. Just enjoy it. That's, uh, so, that's you know, huge advice, you know, for everybody who's obviously watching or listening to this. A lot of, you know, high-producing, high-revenue-generating mm-hmm. people, they're, they're really into it. And they yeah. get it, and they're, they're goal-oriented, they're mm-hmm. motivated. Nothing can stop them into that, but it, it's tough to get away, right? It's yeah. tough to, to disconnect, and I think that that's just a constant balance and struggle that yeah. a lot of professionals deal with on that upper end, right? So, I mean, uh, no complaints onto that, and I love that you, you said not regret, but reflection. Yeah. I think that that's important as you're reflecting on what, what's happened and trying yeah. to share it with everybody, and that's the best you can do, and you live your life. And, yeah, you yeah. can, you know, I found it's a balance, like... You know, I, I, one of my wise-ass comments, I said, you know, you're going to pull a muscle kicking yourself in the ass, but you're going to break your arm patting yourself on the back. <laughs> you know, oh, that's so good. set big goals yeah. and, and, and fight to achieve them. Mm-hmm. But if you miss, be proud of yourself that you had those big goals and you, and you tried and you miss a little bit. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just don't, you know, it's not okay not to try, but it's okay to fail. So I've kind of, took me, took me, I'm going to be 51 years old. It took me, a, it took me too long. To find that out and realize, like, you can want to be great, and it's okay. You don't have to be number one. You could be right. number five. You sure. could be number 20, you know. And if you're, if you're number 100 out of 100 and you're trying your best, it's okay. Then get somebody who's number five right. and sit them down and say, how did you get to five? I don't want to be 100 anymore. I love it. And go through it. Watch Real Estate Titans or listen to this, uh, and you'll learn from some of these great professionals that you're talking about right there. I think that's awesome, Rich. And, and there's so many good takeaways, and that's advice for everybody who's watching or listening, myself included. I think that's great. Take time, really breathe, smell the roses. I, I think that so many of us just forget to do that in our lives. 
Uh, let's go into actually one of the crowd favorite questions when it comes down to it. And I know that you're a nut with this stuff as well, but the education portion. So uh, books you're reading, podcasts you're listening to, influencers and social media, coaches, how are you feeding your mind? So um, I, I, we've talked about this. I'm a big reader. Yeah. And uh, history, Paul, anything that I can, you know, I, I do a lot of biographies. Oh, love so it. even if it's not topical, you're in the street. Right. You know, Bill Belichick, I'll point to. Read about Bill Belichick, guys. You want to learn how to be successful? There you go. Read about Belichick. He didn't show up being the biggest, the most successful coach in history. He begged some guy to let him work for free, mm-hmm. watching 12 hours a day of film so he wow. could have a job in coaching. And that's, the, you know, that. so you can learn from any book you read. Take one thing. Um, so I'm not a big podcast guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, like Facebook is an example. Facebook is that black hole for me. I, if I get, you know, I'm going to get on. I watch Real Estate Titans. Yeah. And I said I was going to do this. So I said, let me watch a few and yeah. see what everybody else did. I've watched a bunch of the people I know. Sure. Like, yeah, watch a couple of people you don't know. And it was like Real Estate Titans. And then 10 minutes later, I'm commenting on something. Yeah. So I don't do a lot of podcasts. I'm a book reader. We talk about I like oh, holding yeah. the book. I like reading the book. Yes. I, I own a couple of hundred I never read because I like I just get a kick out of walking in and going okay that one that's great um, but a few years ago I decided to like alright stop y- you want to do this and you want to be better but what are you doing about that okay so I started kind of angling a lot of my reading more towards what am I learning about how am I growing hmm. um, you know I've done a Tony Robbins and I've done a lot of okay. those um, you know William Covey that kind of stuff sure I try uh, so the Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Yeah. Anybody, if you haven't sure. read that book, read that book. The Great title book. is misleading. <laughs> you think it's some wise ass saying, eh, F that. No, it's right. not. It's the other way around. It's it's deep. It's it's. what do you want to be and who do you want to be and what do you want to do? That. So that one, um, I just finished listening to 10X by Grant Cardone. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I got the whole office hooked on it now. Great one. Sure. Again, if you're 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 self-employed, jump on that thing, and it's just you get to work and like, all right, can I just climb the wall instead of waiting yeah. for the elevator because I want to go at it. Yeah. Um, anything but Jocko Willink, the uh, Stream Ownership. Okay. Great book, especially if you manage or you're responsible for anything. It talks a lot about the me. Mm. You know, if if one of my loan officers fail, it's well, I need to be a better manager. I need to help them get better at what they failed at and, wow. and you know so it's it starts with you mm-hmm. it's your fault it's your problem go solve it right and you get the opportunity if you look at it that way you get the opportunity to help people mm-hmm. so uh, I Jocko Willig I read a Spencer uh, Brian Tracy I read okay. one two of his every year yeah. Spencer Johnson who moved my cheese all those okay those are great mindset wise who moved my cheese peaks and valleys there's a million of them mm-hmm. they're all quick they're 75 225 pages love it Short and sweet. It just get in there and it keeps you thinking about like, all right, you know, the peaks and valleys. Like, don't let yourself get too low. Don't get too cocky when you get too high. Prepare right. for the next valley. Get excited about the next peak. So I just, I always have something going that 15, 30 minutes a day at least. Okay. That is just kind of feeding my head to stay positive. Right. And to remind myself not to fall into bad habits or mm-hmm. to get out of bad habits or, you know, just, and I, like I said, took on coaching. That's been amazing. Every two weeks, and I actually, she put me on a time awareness log. So I have to write down, ah. my, and I'm like, holy crap! I waste two hours a day. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, just you, you got to be self awareness. Gary V. Yeah. If you listen to him, and sure. he to me like defines the, my belief system. He'll charge. If you're you not going to work your ass off for it, then you don't deserve it. And somebody else is going to take it from you. It's your problem. No one feels sorry for you. Absolutely. So just just feed your brain. Don't mm-hmm. worry. You know and. 
big reader, whether it's podcasts, whether it's audio books, yeah. you gotta, and again, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you, you can take one thing away from every book. Mm -hmm. You read biographies, you can take one thing away from every, maybe you take it away out of what you don't want to be. Sure. You know, like with 10X Grant Cardone, yeah. that guy is wound up. He makes me look <laughs> he's like a, docile. He's an animal. He's an animal. God, I'm like, yeah. wow, somebody's so crazier scary. than I am. So this scary. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, like Gary Vee, like, all right, I'm at a point in life that I don't want to be dropping F-bombs and, and cursing <laughs> at people anymore. So we're not going <laughs> to go take away the attitude uh, of Gary Vee, but I'm not going to So you can learn about who you want to be and who you don't want to be, but sure. just keep learning. Just keep growing. Mm -hmm. Just remind yourself that you want to get better tomorrow, and, and you, you've got to figure out how to do that. I love it. And again, you wake up every day and say, what can I do to get better today? Mm -hmm. And how to be better today? Or, you know, I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better manager. I want to be a loan officer. If you kind of live with that, but I don't have to do it all today. No. You know, just a little bit each day. Just, you know, so. I think that there's there's so much into that. And, and a big takeaway, and hopefully everybody is really resonating. I get a lot of pushback because I love to read as well. And, yeah. and, and just educate and yeah, constantly I'm learn. I get left. <laughs> well, it's all right, though. I mean, you're learning, you're growing. I think it's, it's, it's natural. But the thing is, is that the pushback I get is, I don't have time to read. No. I don't have time to yeah. read. 15 to 30 minutes is what you're saying. Listen to this man. I mean, if this man well, here is... That busy, and he takes 15 to 30 minutes to do it, so can you. There's well, no excuse. Yeah, and I started with um, back in the like mid-2000s. I would never, I'd be thinking about work, and i never get to sleep. Yeah. And then I started reading a book, and it was like, so now I go every night, I go to bed, hmm. and I start reading my book, and it Love takes it. me about 15 minutes to stop thinking about what I was thinking about. And another 15 minutes, I'm exhausted, and I put the book down, I go to sleep. There you know, you when you, you, you know, I walk on the treadmill, I read a book. My, you know, we go on trips. My wife likes to drive. Yeah. She's a control freak. She okay. doesn't. So either yeah. she drives, yeah. and I read my book, or I drive, and she tells me how to drive. Okay. So, <laughs> so you'd rather cool. read your book. We're both happy. Yeah. So I'll sit and read the book. Or yeah. I, 15 minutes, 15. I don't have four hours at a time no. to go do it. Sure. 15, 20 minutes here and there, or an hour here and there. But, you know... If, if you have time to watch TV, you have time to read a book, if you have time to, you know. And I, Tony Robbins told me, talk about reading, what you learn. Tony Robbins, years ago, I read the Awaken the Giant with anything it was. Okay. I choose to. I made the decision to. I don't say I can't. I say I, I choose not to or I don't right. want to. Sure. I don't say I don't have time. I don't choose to make the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I actually catch myself sometimes in my life, really, you know. The old saying about uh, you don't need to remind us we're supposed to do something every six months, we'll get to it. Yeah. I'm that guy. And she'll say to me, well, you didn't take care of this, you're going to take care of that. I'm like, I haven't chosen to make the time to do it, honey. You're right. Sorry. I suck. I haven't chosen to make the time. I'm not going to pretend I can. Wow. So, um, yeah, you, you can make the time to do anything. And again, the audio books are enormous. Sure. I, I listen to, I'm usually listening to one back and forth on the way to work. That's how I did 10X. That's how I did Extreme Ownership. Okay. So listen to it. You know, you like working out, put the earphones in. You like whatever... Unless you're a blob, yeah. you can find time to do it. You just got to want to find the time to do it. Yes, you got to want to, and you got to do it. Commit, yeah. right? Commit. Find the value. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's huge, Rich. And there's so many amazing books and titles. So I'm, as always, I'm going to have that listed in the comments down below so you can feed your mind the same way that this man is doing. Rich, this has been chock full of amazing information. So much takeaway for everybody. I want to wrap this up with one final question. Okay. And this comes down to a mantra. Or a quote that you might live by to sum up you as a man, as a brand of proud. story then. <laughs> What's that So I have a you? million of those that I spit about. The people, my assistants at work, laugh at me because I'm like, you know, fight for the inch. The Al Pacino speech was I, I love that. I love fight for that. the inch. Yeah. You know, the Rocky movies. Like, I'm sure. that geek that's always spitting out quotes. And 
Um, so I don't have one. I have okay. a million of them. Okay. Because just again, if you just remind yourself, you know, when you're gonna, when you get to that point where you go, I don't feel, just pops up in your head that tells you to do it. Like Tony Robbins, they do that a lot. Okay. I choose not to. I made the decision. I've made the decision to get up early and work out every day. Not, I'm going to try. I hope to. Sure. So I have, I, I, I'm like a servant with movie lines and book lines. I just spit it out all day. I love it. I don't have a specific one. I just have a million of them that I just, that just pop in my head. At the time. At the time that? that they're relevant. Sure. Or sure. I think they're relevant. And Jessica yeah. laughs at me. <laughs> I love so, it. So, uh, yeah, I don't have one. I don't, I don't think I have one of anything. I just... Okay. And, that, and that's totally fair. I mean, I think that you look at it from that standpoint is you're, you're yeah. constantly growing and you're constantly... The key to me, though, I will... Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Do the right thing. If there was one thing that, like, drives me in life, that, okay. so to speak, of driving you in life, if there's one thing I point to, and I tell my kids this, I tell everybody I know this, if you want to have a good life and be proud of who you are, just do the right thing. And it's that simple. Like, so if there was one, that might be it. I love just it. Just do the right thing. Yeah. You know, like, you don't feel like doing the dishes? Well, my, my wife took care of kids all day and cooked dinner. Do the right thing. Do the dish. It takes five minutes. You know, you don't feel like listening to your kid talk? Do the right thing, man. Your kid loves you. They want it. They need you. You know, do the right thing and help you. Do, just do the right thing. If every, if you got three choices every five minutes for the rest of your life, pick the one that you're doing the right thing. Do the right if you thing. Just, life is so simple, it's just not easy. But if you just do the right thing, everything else just works out. Wow. It's all going to be worked out. Uh, it, to me, it sums it up yeah. beautifully, my friend. And one, one more. Be yeah, nice yeah here, we, here we go. Sorry. No, I say this good. one a lot. <laughs> be nice to everybody you see on the way up, and you will see them on the way down. And I have lived that. Like, I have had businesses that succeeded and didn't make it, and I, I've been up and down a lot in life. Hmm. You'd be nice. A, the, the guy that got me in the safe food business, my friend Bobby, I said, you know, hey, life is real simple, dude. If you just be nice to everybody you see on the way up, you'll, you'll see them on the way down. And so when I was doing really well in life, like, hey, dude, let me help you out, mm -hmm. you know? And then when I was struggling, people were like, hey, dude, let me help you out. It's like the pay it forward, you know, attitude. Wow. So, yeah, those two things probably the first foremost in my mind. That's they came, they came out of the hundreds. Yeah. Right? And, and that's, it takes and that's a minute. <laughs> but that is so great. And, the, I mean, that really sums you up as a man, as a brand, and, and what you've laid here in, in this in this community and in this industry. It's it's phenomenal. So. I just want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you. You're, you're a real really estate appreciate titan, my this. I appreciate you letting me on. Thank yeah. you for listening to me, everybody. Yeah, yeah, thank everybody so much for your time and attention, your love and support, as always. If you like what we're doing here with Titans, um, you know, give us a like, subscribe to our different channels, things like that, the podcast or the Facebook page. Um, also, leave some comments down below if you guys want to engage. If there's something that stuck out to you that this man said that really, really drove you or you want to really start a dialogue, Throw some comments down below. This is not a one-sided conversation, everybody. Um, as always, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch you on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.